Hello, and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete, and today I am introducing you to my friend, Shannon O'Brien, who is the president, founder, and dean of iSugar University. The reason I brought Shannon on, first of all, is because she is fun, she is knowledgeable, she is very generous, and shares her knowledge in a beautiful way with our industry, but she also is teaching a topic that is really trending right now, and that is sugaring. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Whether you sugar or you don't, or you've thought about it or you haven't, I suggest listening into this show because our clients are really starting to ask about it, and you'll have some great knowledgeable answers to give them after listening in today. Hello, and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete, and today I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Shannon O'Brien, who is the Dean of iSugarU University. Hi, Shannon. Hello, lovely. How are you? So good. So where are you today? Tell me where you're located. I am just outside of Sacramento, California in a town called Folsom, and we are having the most gorgeous weather today, which is super nice to finally have. Um, Yeah, just in California and uh, living the dream. (laughs) Very cool. So you have a business called iSugar University. I do. I want to hear all about the history and how this came about, but I guess, first of all, you are a working esthetician as well, right? I am. Yes. My clients passionately call me the sugar mama. (laughs) It's funny. I was just talking to my significant other, Jay, and he goes, is that her business name? And I said, yeah, I think, you know, it kind of is. This is what her clients named her. And I think we all get fun names from our clients if you think about it, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, it really started out because I was sugaring and a single mom. And so they just kind of affectionately would say, oh, everybody needs a sugar mama in their speed dial. Ha ha. And the next client wanted, thought that was funny. And then the next client thought we need to bedazzle your, you know, treatment bed with the name sugar mama across the top. Ha ha. Well, it just kind of stuck. And I thought, you know, this is something that they're remembering me by. And, you know, why don't we stick with it? So it stuck and the rest is history. The funnier story though, Lori, is when I'll go to say a Christmas party of one of my clients and I walk in and then the gal will say, Oh, um, Bob, this is, this is Shannon. And he says, Oh, hi, nice to meet you. Like could care less. Right. And then he says, then she says, Oh, the sugar mama, it's Shannon, the sugar mama. And their (laughs) eyes get big as saucers. They throw their hands out and go, Oh my God, I need to hug you. (laughs) I love your work. (laughs) And then we become best friends because I'm their sugar mama too. So it is something that just sticks because I did say to Jay, I have to go interview Shannon, the sugar mama. And that's why yes. said, is that really her name? But I don't even call you Shannon anymore. It's oh, just yeah. Shannon sugar mama. Oh yeah. So I want to go back. Tell me how you found your way into the beauty biz world to start. Well, I was in um, the corporate world, as I'm sure many of the, your listeners were, and had my Oprah 
quote unquote aha moment and thought, you know, I really just am not happy sitting in a cube. And so I kind of dug deep and read some books and, you know, sat, sat by the Creek side and tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And really, um, being with people and, and working with beauty, um, was just kind of that thing that kept kind of kept calling to me, which is funny because I grew up a softball player, kind of a tomboy. So my high school friends think it's hilarious that I'm in the beauty biz. And I just got, I went back to school and on a wing and a prayer, told my mom and dad I was going back to beauty school and, and the rest is history. So I started out actually in Las Vegas and I, um, was there when we opened the, um, Canyon Ranch Day Spa in the Venetian Hotel and got amazing experience there. And then not too long after that, I opened my own day spa in South Lake Tahoe, California called Shannon. Shannon's. What, let me hit the pause button for a second. What were you doing in the corporate world? Well, funny enough, even before the corporate world, I was an elementary school teacher, which comes full circle to me training now, but I was an elementary school teacher who couldn't afford to move out of her parents' house because we didn't make any money. And so I got into the radio business, which is even more full circle, right? As we're talking here on your beauty show, I got into the radio business and I was in sales and marketing and sold air basically. Um, that's a lucrative job. Like some of my girlfriends are still doing that. Yeah, it's a big money, but I realized that it just kind of wasn't me and I was in my 20s and, you know, so I went and worked for one of the big software companies in the Silicon Valley and again, sat at the cube and was like, eh, maybe not so much, you know, Um, and I think you have to do that when you're young. You have to kind of dip your toes in a couple of different ponds and see what fits for your personality and while I did them pretty darn good, the different jobs, they just didn't like speak to my heart. And so I left the corporate world and you ended up in Vegas. You were working at the Canyon Ranch Spa, which is one of my favorites when I go to Vegas. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. And then I want to know from there, you went to Tahoe, but that's far away. Like how did, what was that journey like? Well, it was crossing your fingers because I bought a day spa that was failed. The guy had a little small day spa up in South Shore and he wanted to get rid of it. And I'm actually from California and my husband at the time was um, from South Lake Tahoe. So it was kind of, we had a two-year-old, it kind of made sense to move quote unquote back home to California. So we packed up our stuff and moved from Vegas and moved up to the South Shore. Okay. So I have to get the deets on this. You (laughs) pick up, you have all this amazing experience because I think when you work in a high-end spa, like Canyon Ranch, you learn so much. Yes. So much. So you take that knowledge, you head to Tahoe with a two-year-old and buy a failing day spa. Am I on the right page here? Okay. (laughs) Yes. So what was kind of cool about that is I took all of my knowledge from this amazing spa in Vegas and I brought the products and the knowledge and the protocols and even down to the sheets and the robes. I brought everything that I learned there and I brought it to my day spa and we ended up winning best day spa and beat out Caesars at the time. Now it's Mont Blue. We beat out those spas as best day spa in Tahoe. And we even won the best destination spa up there because I took my knowledge from being in Vegas and, you know, having that really high end experience. And I brought it to our little mountain tourist town and 
gave the people that experience and it wow what a fit it was really neat tahoe is absolutely beautiful what a great place to pamper people in that type of environment but when you walk into this failing spa and you have all this knowledge and you're bringing protocols and sheets from one of the most prestigious spas in the whole world was it kind of scary at first like were you walking into zero clients what what did that look like well i inherited a staff who kind of looked at me like, yeah, what do you have to offer? You know, this place is going under. And I was real and authentic and I shared with them my knowledge. And so they started to slowly trust me. And, you know, the biggest thing, Lori, is I was there every day. I was the first one to walk in the door and the last one to leave. So you led by example. I led by example and I showed them they could trust me. And so we went through protocols. We redid protocols. You know, there was a couple things that worked. And so I, you know, honored that. And I kept moving forward with that. And then they could see that I walked the walk and I talked the talk. I didn't just say, yeah, yeah, this is going to be so great. And then just left them. I mean, I literally was there doing the laundry and cleaning the shelves and selling the product. And they really got to see what it what what it should have been like and it was it was great success i mean we only had four treatment rooms a wet and a dry sauna that was it and a little baby like retail area baby i mean tiny like maybe eight shelves total and you were working in the treatment room as an esthetician there as well yep yep wow so tell me what part of because you can be an amazing practitioner you can bring all these protocols with you but there has to be some sort of knowledge in the business part of it was it something you just kind of learned along the way or was it stuff that you had taken with you from the corporate world you know it was a little of both but i'll tell you the biggest thing for me was hard work and if i didn't know how to do something i figured it out and i didn't just ignore it. I didn't ignore the, the gaps and the holes. Um, I figured out how to do my books because I sat down with someone to teach me. You know, the, the key to this is really realizing that you have to work. You can't just show up and wash some faces. You know, you have to show up and work and you have to be present. And one of the things that was huge for me at the time, we didn't have Facebook back then um, and videos and YouTube and all that was um, I was on a chat board And I talked to other estheticians that were doing what I was doing. In fact, I'm still like really great friends with some of these women I've been friends with for 14 years because we helped each other through the tough times. And now there's, like I said, we can Skype each other and, you know, do that cool stuff. But at the time I was on an island, literally I was on a mountain by myself, (laughs) you know, and had to figure out how to do it. I felt that way too when I stepped into the beauty biz world. And I, I ended up in this weird situation where I was commission-based, but the other two girls were rental and they weren't willing to share a thing with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just came from being a flight attendant where everything on that airplane is about teamwork. You cannot serve dinner to 300 people in an hour if you're not all hustling together. Yep. So it was very foreign. You're lucky you found that board. I didn't know anything like that existed 15 years ago. It is, it's, it's becoming a much more community-based career choice, I think, now than it was then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we were kind of helping each other out, you know, mountain to mountain. There was some on the coast. There was some, in fact, I'm still great friends with an amazing woman who owns a a spa in Alvin, Texas. And I've seen her live twice in the last 15 years. Everything else has been on the phone or via email or text. Um, But we are there for each other. And that's the key is to share the knowledge, not hold it to yourself, because then you can learn while you teach. Um, which is why I do what I do. 
I have to agree with you when you say hard work is a key to success. And I'll tell you, I have a joke that every Friday night I have a date with my spa and yep. I turn into like Cinderella. I pull out the mop, the vacuum cleaner, the toilet brush. And I do, I'm there and yep. I want it to look beautiful for everyone who walks in. And that's, that's part of success. You can't feel like you're too good to do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, what kind of ruined me though, as an owner is, um, I don't see any spa the same way. So in my own spa, I would have a date with my spa and I would lay on the bed and I would look up at the ceiling and I would notice is the ceiling fan dirty. I would put my face down in the face cradles and notice like what the clients were looking at inside, you know, when you're got your face down in the cradle of the table and you can see what's on the ground. Like, was it dirty? Did it smell okay? You know, was it cold in the room? How did it feel? Like, you know, and I really, I, I did some checks and measures, you know, often because I wanted to know how it felt and smelled and, you seeing know. it from the client's eyes. And yeah. I had to giggle when you said that because I went and got a massage last week and my face was down in the cradle and there was something underneath the table. And I'm like, oh my God, is that somebody else's underwear? So right? I think, yeah, I'm not quite sure what it was, but that's what it looked like. And I was at a very reputable place. I don't want anyone thinking that I was in some questionable type environment, but oh, yeah. we should be very aware of our surroundings on many different levels. Yeah. And that's what hard work is. Hard work is not showing up and just expecting your place is fine. It's looking under the table and making sure somebody didn't leave something there or checking on the shelves and making sure they're not covered in dust at eye level that your clients can see or, you know, any of that. And I say it ruined me because now whenever I go to another place, I'm like, how does it smell? Is it cold? I want to tell, I want to help this girl with her technique. She's really not that good. (laughs) I'm in my mind. I can't shut it off because I'm constantly thinking, how can I help these people? You know, when I need to just shut up and enjoy self-care, allow myself (laughs) to be pampered. Wouldn't that be something? So I try my best. (laughs) Did you end up selling this Tahoe, like Tahoe spa? Well, no, I, yes, eventually. But what I did was, um, I actually found a larger location, um, that was up on ski run Boulevard, which was just at the base of heavenly. And it was a little quieter, but it was a dental office. So I walk into this place And my best friend looks at me and says, you've got to be kidding me. This is like a 1970s dental office. And when you, when you have that vision, I took a look around and I went, okay, yeah, but look, they all have treatment rooms, right? The treatment rooms are already built. I didn't have to build them. And all the electricity was underneath the beds. Because if you think about a dental chair, all the electricity, it's all plugged in on the floor, not in the walls. So I love that. And then it all, the plumbing was all ready. So I took a handy guy and we completely like redid the whole thing. And I had the, oh my God, I miss this so much. Like none of the cords were plugged into the walls. They were all underneath the table. So you're not tripping on cords as a practitioner. It already had the plumbing. All I had to do was peel the wallpaper off, you know, do the cosmetic stuff. So we moved over there and it's still there. And I sold it to a great gal whose dream it was to, you know, own a day spa in Lake Tahoe. And now she's been there for gosh, seven, six years now. And I sold it. And actually I, I left and came down to Folsom with my children because I was looking for better school opportunities for them. At the time I had gotten divorced and we're still good buds. So it's all good if he's listening to this, (laughs) Um, but we're still good friends. Anyway, we just, we went our separate ways and um, I moved down to the Sacramento area and I commuted an hour and a half up the mountain 
to the shop. I would drop the kids off, single mom. I'd drop the kids off at school. I would drive up to Tahoe. I would surprise them, do a little work, and then drive back home and pick the kids up from school. So you're, I mean, we have recently become friends and kind of business associates, but there's one word that comes to mind whenever I speak to you and that's determination. Like you really don't let a whole lot of problems get in your way, do you? No, or I'm really good at ignoring them. (laughs) (laughs) I think you, to me, you seem like you face them head on and that's a really admirable type characteristic to walk around with and to lead other women, which is kind of what you're doing now. We're going to hop into what you're doing in a second, but so now you're in the Sacramento area, yep. correct? Yep. And you're a licensed esthetician. Yep. That's you- actually a really great story. So I'll, I'll take that and run with it for just a second. When I sold my shop to this really wonderful gal, I gave it my blessing. I gave hugs and, you know, wished them all love and light and moved off the, or you know, sold the shop, closed the doors. So then here I am down in a new city. I knew, I don't know, one or two people. I just sold my shop. My dad died. My dog died. And my relationship decided that (laughs) it needed to be over. And so I really was stuck with nothing and thought, oh gosh, what do I do? And guess what? It was the recession. (laughs) That's when I got a divorce too. I think in a way it's almost a benefit that we had to show up differently. Oh, wow. Did I have to show up different? I mean, talk about determined. I had two little boys who were looking at me going, so what now, mom? Like, you know, what's for dinner? And I had to figure out how to feed them, how to get them to and from school and how to build a business. And I completely just rebranded myself and I didn't even realize I was doing it. I actually went and got sugared and realized what an amazing, you know, art form for lack of a better term this was because, you know, I was in no pain. I, the girl was amazing that did, that worked on me in downtown SAC. And I thought I need to get really good at this because no one's doing this in my area. And at the time people had stopped getting facials on a regular basis because their husbands were saying, you know, yeah, we can't afford that. Wash your own face and put on some moisturizer from Target or whatever. And people just were coloring their own hair I mean, it really, our beauty business took a hit. You remember those days. And uh, so I got really good, really fast. In fact, the funny story is that I really was a, I was the worst student in class. Um, (laughs) Wait, wait, I want to back up a little bit because there's a a piece here that I'm confused on. So enlighten me, but you moved down here and you go, okay, I have to build a business. what did you do? Did you rent a room? Did you open another spa? Like, where were you when you said, okay, I need to bring sugaring into my life? So I, uh, I went on the Craigslist and found a room in a random little wellness center thinking there would be kind of some synergy and I have a lot of synergy <laughs> to offer <laughs> and wasn't really getting any of that synergy coming back, you know? Um, so I, I didn't, I gained, I gained some good friends and, and some good clients, you know, you kind of pick up amazing clients as you go. And then I found a room on my own and I kind of, I kind of puddle jumped a little bit from, you know, room to room and I had to make sure that it made sense financially. So the first room that I had was $300 a month, thank God, because if it was any more than that, I could never have made it. Um, and I just, I did facials and brow waxing on anyone I could get my hands on. Um, cause I'm not shy as you know. And so I just talked to anyone that was standing near me in an elevator. Hey, I, would, <laughs> I went even and got a mammogram and I'm like, so guess what I do? You know? <laughs> and now I have all these nurse clients. It's pretty funny. And so that's what you have to do. You're determined, right? I've got two little boys to feed and 
a rent to pay and I had to do it. There was no, gee, wouldn't it be neat if, you know, I had to. So then um, I started, then I started to learn to sugar. So yeah, I guess that is backing up a little bit. So I tried to do the facial thing. People weren't totally buying product and doing the usual business model we were all used to. So I learned, I got sugared and then I took me a few months to learn how to sugar because there were no online training. There was no, um, you know, the teacher kind of taught us for two days and then left and I was still terrible. So So you got a training somewhere because you gave me some sugar when we met up last week and I, I'm a doer. I will try it myself, but you need education. Yeah, I did. I did get certified. So in order to sugar and we can chat about this soon, um, you need to be a licensed esthetician or cosmetologist, and then you also need to be certified. And so I got certified. I paid $800 to get certified. And two days later, a pretty big investment because this was several years ago. Oh, it was several years ago. And like I said, that was my savings, you know, like I had nothing, you know, I mean, I sold my business paid off, you know, was completely debt free when I was done, but you still have to start over again. Right. So Mm. I had my measly little savings and, and put it into sugar. Thank God it was the right choice. (laughs) I made it the right choice. Right. And you just make it into something and you just keep on keeping on. So yeah, it was, um, it was some crazy times, like, you know, trying to tell people what sugar was about and no one had heard of it at all. They looked at me like I was crazy. I want to sugar you. What? What are you talking about? So yeah, it was, it was some crazy time. So I slowly, but surely I would do facials, but I would sugar everyone I did a facial on so they could experience it. And then I would ask for, you know, uh, referrals and it just started to build. And, you know, the funny part is, is, you know, some of my clients would show up at work and show off their new bare underarms and how proud they were of how wonderful the sugar was. And then two of their colleagues would come in, you know, that's kind of how it built. Well, you made yourself remarkable and that's worthy of making a remark about because in, in, we talked about this, you really found a niche that you felt passionate about and that, and you also saw a void in your market. You said you went into Sacramento and you go, Ooh, nobody's doing this in my area. Yeah. There was a couple of downtown, but I'm about 25 minutes out and no one was doing it here. Um, so yeah, there, there was and and I did, you know, I, I really felt like I was getting to a place with facials where I knew a little bit about a lot of stuff, but I wasn't like, I had really good hands so I could really fake it pretty good, but I wasn't amazing at like a particular treatment. So it wasn't like I was clearing up acne left and right. I wasn't solving the wrinkle problems of the world. I wasn't like doing anything that was like different than anybody else. Right. I was giving a facial or I was waxing brows, big deal. So does everybody else. Um, but when I found sugar and I got really good at it, I thought, you know, I've got to be amazing at this, not just kind of good, but amazing. How do you go from being the worst person in the class to like the sugar mama? Just practice. Was there a learning curve where you go, I don't want to do this. It's too difficult. Or just like, what was that whole energy like that you were walking around with when you first started sugaring? Oh, sister, I got to tell you, I am a pretty sharp chick and I was valedictorian at my college. And I stared at the sugar ball at one point (laughs) and, and talked to it and said, I'm a smart girl. I have a college degree. (laughs) How are you beating me right now? Like I wanted to throw the sugar ball out the window. I'm telling you, it was crazy. How is this little ball of sticky amber substance winning over me? Oh, no, you don't. And I just 
literally, and I tell my students this, practiced, 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 and then it just clicked. And some people it clicks faster than others. You know, some people, I didn't, I didn't have much training to start with. So I had to kind of teach myself. And then I went to, you know, um, get, there's the other thing that I highly recommend is I went and got sugared again by somebody else. And I went and got sugared again by someone else. And I was like, Hey, I like the way she holds this or, Hey, she kind of, you know, holds the skin after she, after she flicks, like, I kind of like that. Oh, I like what she puts on after. And I just was, I became a student all over again. And just with some determination and stubborn Scorpio, I'm going to get this. It ain't going to get me, you know, mentality. I, I did it. And I do have a bold personality. So the sugar mama fit me and, and the rest is kind of what you see now. Oh gosh. Well, I know you left me with some sugar and I, I, like I said, I'm a doer and I feel like I am where I'm supposed to be in life. And I take being an esthetician very seriously as a career and Absolutely. I, I'm passionate about it. And everything that I've ever learned in the beauty biz comes easily to me, but I did get in a little war with the sugar last week. So I'm excited. You're going to come down and train me and my staff soon. I am really, really excited. Isn't it funny when I love, and I'm really glad that you had that experience to realize it, it's kind of humbling to say, wow, this is something that's in my industry that I really am just not getting. Like, it's really cool to start over again as a student, isn't it? Because I think sometimes when you're a veteran and you're doing this for a really long time, you know, it's just a different modality or, some, or a different machine, not to lessen that importance. But when you do something that you're like, man, I really don't know how to do this. It's, it's a really humbling experience to really have to start over as a student. It's pretty you cool. Know, it's it is some the part of it that I find so exciting to me is I am having to retrain my brain. It's kind of different than everything else I've ever learned in the waxing world. So mm-hmm. I like it when my brain is challenged a little bit and I have to do things differently and it makes me really stop and think because I do think we go into robot mode when we do the same thing forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So and I, I think that's what wax is. And you know, I, I spoke to your group um last week and And I really said, hey, I'm not here to tell you not to wax. I'm here to introduce to you what sugar does and what it does a little different. And so the people that are open-minded go, hmm, okay, I can either choose to shut my ears off to this, or I can choose to just be knowledgeable about what's going on in my industry. Or I can go, hey, wait a minute, this does sound a little bit better than what we've been used to for the last how many years we've been waxing, right? 20, 30, 40 years, some people have been just doing it the same way. And so I think kind of having an open mind to what else is out there just, again, makes you a great student and and makes you um, more well-rounded for your clients as well, which, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Is to just be a wealth of knowledge for them. Well, I I do. I want to dive into all things sugar now. So I I want to pick your brain. I have some questions to ask you. I know that you really very rarely even do facials anymore. Like you are sugaring all day long. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Okay. uh, I'm kind of known for, I do, I don't know, at least 12 to 16 Brazilians a day. And can you charge more when you're sugaring? Typically speaking. Okay. You can. And then let's truth or myth sugaring is trending right now. Oh, so truth. Okay. Now let's also talk about this because I consider myself have, to have a very eco chic boutique type spa. 
Right. And I'm from Vermont. I like to bring elements of a natural approach into my business. It's my brand. It doesn't have to be everybody's, but sugar's right in line with what I'm doing. If you, can you talk about the ingredients that are in sugar, basic ingredients? I know they vary a tiny bit. Well, this is perfect for you because sugar truly is lemon, sugar, and water condensed down into a paste. In fact, I have my clients eat it when they come in and they've never seen it before. I have them take a little piece off and say, you want to eat it? Which you would never do with, you know, a wax, but they, they love that. And then they, they taste it and they go, Oh, it tastes like candy. I said, yep, that's all it is. Lemon, sugar, and water. And then I actually have them, if they're nervous, maybe sometimes somebody's had skin lifted by their last waxer or they've been burned. I have them put their hand right in the warmer because the warmer is actually at room temperature. It just keeps the sugar pliable so that if it, because if sugar gets too cold, it just gets hard as a rock, right? Because it's just lemon, sugar, and water, um, like candy. But if it softens just to room temperature, it's perfect temperature for us. So they can put their hand in the warmer and it's not hot, so it's never going to burn them. So, I mean, not to discredit waxing because there are some people that still want waxing. I know I have friends at Sugar and they say, well, they like my wax better and that's okay. That's, we're not here to rip on anybody or anything that anyone is doing. So tell me a little bit about how you, you train now. You're a trainer, iSugar University, which I think your branding is brilliant Thank you. What does training look like? How do you get trained in sugaring? What would somebody do if they wanted to work with you? So there's a couple things in there. I started, let me, let me back up to, I started training because A, I'm not shy. B, I have a background in teaching, whether we're children, little children or big children, you know, we're all students and we all have different learning styles. So I found that when I left my certification that I was kind of back on my mountain going, hmm, what do I do? I don't know how to do this very well, you know, and there wasn't anything else for me to do. There wasn't any other training. So at the time I thought, you know, I've got to start training this. So I did hands-on training and I would go and speak and people would say, hey, can you come to my spa in insert city here, right? Uh, Fresno, Florida, Maui, you know, wherever, which Maui I absolutely still love to go to, but I just, I couldn't be all places again. I'm the sugar mama. I'm a mama who sugars. So I've got these two kids that have to be picked up from school. I can't exactly travel the world, you know, teaching this. And so with our industry right now, I mean, online training is an amazing resource for folks um, for lots of reasons. You know, it's It's a way for you to have access to training right now. So Lori, like, you know, today you can start training in sugar right now. You don't have to wait for me to fly down there to take your course to learn theory and room setup. So that's what iSugar University is, is it's it's online certification so that you get a consistent message. How many times have you been in class and the, there's that one student that that just won't shut up and raises her (laughs) hand and asks questions and asks questions. And you're like, I can't hear this teacher, would you let her finish? Or the teacher, um, I've heard a few people who are like, yeah, my teacher was texting the whole time to her boyfriend. And I'm like, oh man. So I wanted a consistent message so that you learn theory and room setup and how to do the actual technique and how to do it on different body parts. And then I work with you virtually where you send me a video, you show me your technique. I can talk to you back via Skype or whatever. And we go back and forth. 
I have students in Sheboygan. I have students in China. I have students in Australia, which is so incredibly cool, but I can't get to Australia all the time to help this girl, but I can when we Skype. And so I can help her. I am not going to lie. I have a little bit of tech envy with what you do. You're a really techie person. I'm envious of that. So I'm sure your trainings are very robust. They are. And, you know, I just was looking them over again because I've got a couple of new companies that want to actually utilize my training to keep consistency in our industry, which is so exciting, Lori. I can't even stand it. Like um, the message is getting across, right? So um, I was looking at my trainings and, you know, we're forever the critic. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hunker down this weekend and I'm going to reshoot some of these and add some more, you know, like that's the fun of it is you can. Um, And my students have my trainings for eternity now, or as long as the internet still exists and they can go back and watch, how did she do that eyebrow again? And they can go back and take a look and see what I said, because I'm always there for them. You have an initial training that somebody can invest in. And what does that tell you? It tells you that your sugar room setup, your like, what is the first initial training look like? So the initial quick outline of it. So the initial training is six courses, six modules, and it includes theory, room setup and technique. So the way that you sugar and different angles, and I show you body positions and things like that. And then we go through different areas of the body because, you know, legs have different hair than faces and men's backs are different than women's bikinis. It's, it's gets you through the major basic body parts. It's not Brazilian or way advanced. And then you practice and practice and practice. And then you submit a video at the end showing me what you do. And a lot of times that practice includes people will send me a video and go, okay, I'm just not getting this. What am I doing wrong? And I will send them a video back or I will Skype them back and we can walk through it. And then when they get their certification, they can use that certification to order sugar from the sugar suppliers. No, so you don't actually, do you or do you not sell a, a specific brand of sugar or you're just out there to train? I'm just out there to train. I have a neutral training pace that comes um, in the mail. Once people sign up, they get a training paste and gloves, you know, to work with. And then I feel like my job is to support the industry. So I will give them access to those other professional sugaring companies. And let me chat about that for a second. You're going to see a lot of YouTube, a lot of DIY, do it yourself, oh yeah, I make sugar in my kitchen. You should buy it. You know, um, let me train you. It's free. There's a lot of that going on in our industry right now. And it concerns me a little bit for our little niche that, you know, we make sure that the right education is out there. So this is a nice way for consistency where every student gets the proper history of sugar and, and the proper technique. And then obviously you can go to hands-on. It's kind of like when you go to, you know, basic beauty school, you learn about sanitation, you learn about the histology of the skin, and then you go to advanced classes galore for the rest of your career. Right. And that's what I want to do is I want to support the trainers that are hands-on and I want to support the companies to sell more sugar and get this to be, you know, a really a, a larger niche than it is. I know people are probably dying to know what your website is at this point. So will you just give a shout out to that? I will. It's uh, isugaruniversity.com, the letter I, sugar, or you can just do isugaru. I've made a short one too. So it's isugaruniversity.com and you can check out the videos and and see if this is for you or just educate yourself, you know, as a waxer or a, a student coming out of school, because I think it's all about knowledge and making sure that, you know, you can 
you can talk to somebody about what sugar is in general when you're at happy hour with your girls. <laughs> Even if you don't sugar, you need to be able to at least speak of it, you know? Well, the part of the reason I reached out to you is I feel like I'm in Los Angeles. My spa is it's, it's an area where trends happen quickly or maybe even first, you know, we've got the coast, New York city, LA, these are where the happening things show up first. Yep. And I just kept getting asked by my clients, what is sugaring? Should I get sugaring? And gosh, I felt kind of silly not having the answer to it. So that's why I'm like, I got to reach out to Shannon. So at least I can sound educated. So right. for no other reason, anyone listening in go on Shannon's website and at least have a professional answer to give your clients when they ask you about these things that are trending in our industry. Absolutely. And you know, the one thing, Lori, that people need to know is once they, once they see it, you don't have to do 16 Brazilians a day. I mean, I've got a girl that's in my shop that um, is a brow and lash just guru. I mean, she's amazing. She can texturize a brow at the best of them. I didn't even know you could do that. She's amazing. And even she is learning to sugar because she's like, I need to do this. This is really awesome stuff. And she hadn't heard of it, but she'll never touch a Brazilian. She'll do neck up. So you can use the sugar in your treatment room just for eyebrows or uh, necklines. Cosmetologists are using it in their chair to do people's necklines so that the hair, you know, comes out completely. There's different ways that you can use it, but you don't have to be a Brazilian sugar pro, you know, to, to do sugar. You recently had Jesse from the president of ASCP. ASCP. And yeah. she said something about statistically speaking, they don't get a lot of claims. Nope. 60%. Sugar, right? Yep. 60% of her claims of the claims through ASCP are for waxing snafus, um, accidents, burning a client, you know, lifting skin, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, reactions, things like that. 60% of the claims I, I, I was actually kind of surprised and she showed all these pictures and I didn't even put them on the sugar show because I was like, oh God, those are bad to look at. Um, but you've seen it. You've seen lifting skin and whatnot with wax. And then uh, she said she was hard pressed to find just a couple. I think somebody had bruised someone and that's probably because they weren't using, they might've been using sugar from their house, you know, that they thought they could just cut corners and make, um, but you need to be, you know, you need to make sure you're insured for the products that you have as well. So um, they do not ensure if someone uses an at-home sugar product and does it themselves. They ensure sugaring as a practice, but they do not ensure if you are using product you've made at home. Wow. So she called it witch's brew. <laughs> if you're making witch's brew at home, you know. Moonshine. And yeah. Stuff. Moonshine and sugar at home in your backyard. <laughs> And then you bring it in and think you can use it. So yeah. And then, which I was really pleased to hear because it's yet another reason to at least know about it. And, you know, I think it's yet another reason to learn. So yeah, you could just um, get online and jump on the, you know, the university and I am always available. I have an admissions department and uh, my gal will walk you through anything that you need. And, and our goal is to educate you know, the, the tribe and, and get everybody educated, um, on what sugar is. And, you know, I got to tell you, the students are coming out of the schools and they are, you know, some of my biggest supporters because they want to learn everything they can get their hands on. So if you've been doing this for, you know, 15, 20 years and you're not up on the game, they're coming and there's going to be sugar, you know, on the corner pretty soon. And you got to make sure that you know how to do it. Yeah. I like the fact these girls coming out of school want to learn something new. It gives them a competitive edge. It's hard nowadays. So 
that's great that you're seeing an interest from these students. But yeah, the rest of us need to up our game maybe. Will you do one more thing before I let you get back to your busy day? Yes, mama. You tell your carrot story so they know how it's different than waxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I have um, two vegetables that I like to talk about. <laughs> and this is a really great analogy, two different analogies so that you can understand the difference between sugar and wax. Because we could talk about, you know, the benefits all day long. But the carrot analogy is removing hair is like pulling carrots out of a garden. So imagine, you know, you've got a row of carrots with the orange part underneath the soil and the green leafy part over the, over the surface where you can see. So it's much like a hair, right? You've got the green leaf, you've got the hair above that you can see above the surface and you've got the bulb and the, the stalk underneath where it's attached to the dermal papilla. So this is really like back into the beauty school days, isn't it? The dermal, <laughs> the dermal papilla. Ooh. Um, anyway, so imagine the carrot growing in the garden. With wax, we put the wax on in the direction of hair growth and shrink wrap that resin or plastic or whatever your wax is made up of. We shrink wrap that around the green leafy part of the carrot and we pull the hair out against the direction of hair growth. So you're not necessarily going to pull that whole carrot out. Sometimes that green leafy part might snap and the carrot will stay underneath the soil. Sometimes you'll get the whole carrot. Sometimes you'll cause irritation by the heat on the surface, whatnot. With shaving, we actually just shave off the green leafy part you know, the carrot's still under there, but we shave off the green leafy part and then you feel stubble by the afternoon. That's because the carrot's still in there and it's still growing. With sugar, we actually mold or slide the sugar against the direction of hair growth. It seeps down into the follicle and wraps around the whole carrot and slides the carrot out in the direction that it grows. So we're pulling carrots out of the garden by the orange part, not by the green leafy part. And I don't even know if you'd call it pulling it. When I did it the other day, I did it on my client's chin and I've never been able to get a clean chin wax on her ever. And I did, even though I'm not hundred percent positively confident with what I'm doing, but it almost glides even those thick, crazy hairs out, right? Yep. It slides because if you think about it, if you have a carrot that say is just, a, it is hanging on for dear life in that hole, right? It is, it is grown down in there and it is set up shop. So I always tell my clients, I think it's attached to your belly button. <laughs> One of those, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. So that carrot is, is dug down, right? And you slide that hair out. Sliding is actually the great word, right? If you pull down and reach down and hold that carrot by the bottom, like sugar does, it wraps around the carrot, it slides it out and it's pulling it out from the bottom instead of trying to pull it out by the green leafy part on the top. So yeah, it really does slide that hair out in the direction that it grows because it's grabbed it from the bottom, which is great. So the second vegetable is, a, is an onion. So imagine your hair has a bulb and a stalk much like an onion does. The more we pull that onion out from underneath the surface by the bulb, we actually reduce it more down to like a scallion, which is still an onion. It just doesn't have a bulb. So in subsequent visits to me, my clients, the first time might be a little tough because maybe they have those tough anchored, you know, hairs that are down in that follicle like your client. But the next couple of times she comes in, those, that hair that you used to have a hard time with, that hair just reduces down to a scallion and it slides out each time. So you'll see really great results from here on out. And it's less work for you which is awesome. I might get some flack for saying this, but it's been my truth in my business. And you may agree with me. Sometimes I think that waxing consistently is even more effective than laser hair removal for some people. 
Oh yeah. You know, they come back less and less and less hair over time. And then I personally have had laser hair removal and it all grew back even after five or six treatments, expensive treatments. Yeah. Gotta love hormones. Yeah. And hereditary, you know, your, your background and, you know, Portuguese babes, I was telling your class, Portuguese babes are tough to to sugar or wax because, you know, their hair hangs on for dear life. But, um, but with sugar, we get a better result for those hormonal hairs, for those medically challenged folks. I have a gal that's, um, on really high doses of meds for her MS and she's had a hysterectomy. So she's like the, you know, the trifecta of issues between, you know, hormones and, and age and meds. And we've gotten her to a place where her hair just slides out. She comes in, she has to come in three weeks instead of four because her hair just grows so fast because of the, you know, challenges she has. And it's pretty cool because now she comes in and her hair slides out and I can show her too. It looks like, it's actually funny. It looks like, um, little lollipops wrapped with sugar when we, when we flick it out. Isn't it funny that I would be like one of the few people that really digs pubic hair with sugar wrapped around it? (laughs) Right. I know the glamour of it all. I know. I know. What, and I'll tell you back to the original story. When I was a day spa owner, I had other people, you know, that, that did aesthetics. I got to a place where I couldn't be in the treatment room because I had to run the business and it was getting bigger and I had to do the PR and all that. So I had other people that did sugar. And if you would have asked my staff back in the day, if I was going to become the queen of Brazilians, they would have laughed and said, yeah, no, not you. But there you go. Determination, right? You've now heard my story. And in the beginning, when you think, oh, yeah, I'll never do that. You know, there's there's veteran estheticians like I am that are like, oh, yeah, no, I'll never do a Brazilian. Well, you know what? When you have to and you have to learn and you have to get good to rebuild your business or rebrand yourself or whatever it is your story is, you will do it because you have to and you will be amazing at it if you work hard. And, you know, now I do something I never, ever thought I would do. And, you know, it's, it's really lucrative, which is great. And my clients love me, you know, some, somebody asked me, Lori, and I, I imagine you feel the same way is back when that Powerball, remember that was like a billion dollars or something crazy. And everyone was buying Powerball tickets and. Oh yeah. Talking about exactly what they were going to do when they want it. Yep. And I can honestly say I had some clients that asked me if I would quit my job and I don't know that I would, I wouldn't pound the pavement to get new. I don't pound the pavement really anymore, but I wouldn't work so hard to get new clients. I would keep the clients I have because they're all my friends. And, you know, I provide this amazing service for them. I sell retail skincare by doing this sugaring technique. They trust me now, you know, they trust me with their lives. And I cannot imagine, you know, I've watched some of these girls on their first date through their wedding and onto their having their babies I can't imagine not doing what I do. And it's no longer removing hair from their body. It's, it's, I get to, I get to see, you know, 350 friends every month and what a reward that is. And at the end of the day, that's what we, that's why we do it. That's such a crazy question. I, I don't think I would quit working nope. if I, if first of all, the, the spa part of it, like I hardly ever get new clients. So they are my friends showing up that I've had forever And this whole coaching consulting thing that I do empowering other women has been just such a beautiful thing that's shown up in my life. So I don't think I would quit either. I've never even thought about that before. So thank you for entertaining me with that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a plug for you now because, you know, I'm going to turn it on you a little bit because I don't know that that ever happens for you (laughs) where people ask you how you're doing, but 
You know, Lori, I, I watched you for the first time train live the other day, and I don't know why I haven't seen you before. I think I've just been knee-deep in sugar. Um, but I watched you the other day, and I watched your interaction with these senior estheticians who, you know, we all need guidance as students. You and I both do need guidance as students. And um, just your interaction with them, you know, I give you kudos because it's really interesting to see women empowering each other and our students empower us as much as we empower them. So I'm really proud of you and my new friendship with you because I really feel like if more of us are like us where we can genuinely stand up in front of a group and just give of ourselves, you know, and without fear, it's pretty cool stuff. So I thank you for being a part of this industry and now my world, because I, I really think that that you're doing good stuff. So kudos Thank to you. you. Thank you. Welcome. You know, you were just in case anyone listening is wondering, Shanna was invited to a private day long training that I have. It's these girls are in a year long coaching program and they're rocking it in the, the industry. But I don't think enough of us know what it's like to invest that way and to spend a day with other estheticians and other leaders in the industry. So I'm glad you were part of it. The girls loved you. <laughs> I, we had some fun. That's for yes, sure. I did. <laughs> and I always end my day with a cocktail party and that's where it gets really fun and silly. So I you, love you, it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Thank well, you. I'm going to put you on the spot yes. and ask you, give the girls and the guys listening in one success tip. Oh gosh. Uh, work hard. That's the, that's the number one reason to do this a, eh? and just work hard, you know, like, be there, be present. Don't just give your shop to someone else to run and then you come in and collect the money. You know, it won't succeed. You know, don't just fall on your laurels and do that same facial you've been doing. Work hard and challenge yourself with something else that you can bring into your tool belt. And, you know, work hard in your relationships, work hard in your, in your community, like our skincare community. I work really hard to make sure that I meet as many people as I can because they will open your doors in your universe to stuff you never can imagine. So work hard is my biggest success tip in no matter what you do. I love it. And if you love what you're doing, it doesn't even really feel like work, does it? Right. Right. Yeah. It's true. It used to, it used to feel like work, but now, now it's, it's just fun. Cause you found so, your niche. So yeah. there's power in that. Oh yeah. So give your website a shout out one more time. So anyone listening in can find you. Okay, so for those of you that are interested in checking out body sugaring, it's isugaruniversity.com. And you can see a little bit of what we do on there, check out some of the um, courses. And you need to get certified if you're a licensed esthetician or cosmetologist. You need to be certified um, before you can order from the professional sugaring companies. And there's um, a few out there that are really strong, and I, and I love the women that own them. So, um, isugaruniversity.com. And you can always email me at the Dean, T-H-E, the Dean at isugaruniversity.com. And I will happily respond to you. Awesome. Shannon, thank you so much for your time today. And we will chat soon. Awesome. See you in class. Okay. Bye, Shannon. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning into the Beauty Biz Show. Beauty Biz Show.